yesterday was the first show of The Drive. Again, nice to meet you. I'm Tim Donnelly. Uh, for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, uh, it's happy to have you here. But we had our first show, and we talked about Drake May a, a decent amount. We had his, his coach, Mac Brown, on the show. Uh, we talked about uh, Brennan Armstrong a decent amount because of, of a whole bunch of kind of a confluence of, of coincidences. Right, I've I've covered him at UVA, so I was bringing the insight with me to to his time here at NC State, and then literally with like two minutes left in the show, we had Mike Glennon here in studio with me, and I literally just went, ah, one minute or less. What do you think of Riley Leonard? And that was our like our Riley Leonard contribution to this this quarterback driven quarterback nerd out of a first show, mm-hmm. and and last night that didn't sit well with me because. I like to acknowledge the guys that are really gosh darn good, and I think he is really gosh darn good, and I think his last season was really gosh darn good, and and we didn't do it justice. So I'm putting my, my hand in the air. I'm saying that one's on me, right? Foul on me. I got him, and I'm going to try to rectify the situation here. Um, I think there's a pattern, or it's not even a pattern. I think there's a, there's a phenomena happening right now, which is, ACC quarterbacks this year are really interesting, right? There's enough quarterback battles to keep it interesting. There's enough established players like the Drake Mays or the Jordan Travises that have such hype behind them to keep it interesting. And and there's a couple, you know, coaching changes and new guys and transfers. There's there's a lot of of interesting pieces. And Riley Leonard, kind of because he is, you know, same coach, same school. Gets it done with his legs a lot of the time. It's just he's fading into the background. But I'm going to present a quick stat for you, and I'm going to give you all the background on it. Brought up Jordan Travis, right? Jordan Travis at Florida State is kind of, I don't know, everybody's favorite breakout. Like, he, even though he broke out last year, he's going to break out again, and it's just breakout, Jordan Travis, everything. Breakout from his breakout. He's going to break out further into his breakout, right? Like, the, there was always the argument after Steph Curry's first MVP season that the next year he should have been MVP again and also most improved because he was so much better than the previous MVP season. Hmm. It's like that's kind of the the hype surrounding Jordan Travis is that he he broke out in Florida State's offense this year and next year he's going to be a bona fide superstar. Depending on the sports book that you look at, and there's obviously a ton of different options, and hey, coming to North Carolina soon, fingers crossed. Depending on which sports book you look at, you might be able to find Jordan Travis with with at, at, like better odds, as more of a favorite to win the Heisman than Drake May, which I find very fascinating because that is putting Jordan Travis very far ahead of where I think he should be. That sounds very weird hearing that. It does. But that's how much the hype of Jordan Travis and everyone kind of loves that, you know, the, the redemption story of Florida State and everything else that comes along with it. Do you think it's because we want Florida State to be back to what they used to be? Partially. Okay. Partially, and I also think there are certain brands that get a lot of benefit of the doubt nationally. Sure. Like, um, you know, if a recruit commits to Florida State, suddenly all the rankers are like, oh, that must be a four-star. Yeah. Wait a second. He was a three-star when he was verbally committed to Bowling Green, and he just decommitted and committed to Florida State. He's the same player, and now he's a four-star. What, what happened there? He didn't play in any games, right? It's the middle of April or whatever it is. Uh so I do think there are certain brands, right, that that just happens. Every once in a while you see, like, Alabama hasn't recruited anything below a four-star in two years. And it's like, well, 
that's because as soon as Alabama recruits them, they become a four-star. That's neither here nor there. I digress. So Jordan Travis, a lot of hype is what I'm getting at. Now here's the stat. Last year, Jordan Travis for Florida State, when he was making everybody fall in love with him, had 31 total touchdowns and five interceptions. Those are very, very good numbers, very, very good ratio. Riley Leonard, who was falling into the background, had 33 total touchdowns and six interceptions. That's good. I'd say that's very like that's almost identical. Yeah. Right? One more turnover, yeah, but a couple more touchdowns, call it a wash. 33 total touchdowns and six interceptions. The biggest difference I could find between their two resumes from a season ago is that Florida State won 10 games and Duke won nine. Florida State went 10 and three, Duke went nine and four. Is one win enough to separate them by the margin that they're being separated? Right? One win enough to go from like top 10 Heisman favorite to. A lot of the times when we talk about ACC quarterbacks falling into the background, I'm not saying that you have to put Riley Leonard ahead of Jordan Travis. I'm not saying you have to put him ahead of Drake May or Cade Klubnick or whoever is your kind of uh, pick of the day when it comes to the quarterbacks in the ACC. I'm not saying you have to do that. But I am saying he should be a required naming in that conversation. Right? Think of him like this. Uh, I'm not going to go down this path because – I've been in sports radio long enough to know that this conversation is one that you entertain for two seconds and you end up being bombarded with answers for 275 million days. Uh, but the the basketball goat conversation is a legendary one, right? If you're oh, hang- of course. Hanging out with your buddies, you're at the barbershop, you're at the bar, you bring up LeBron versus MJ, and you're like, suddenly it's four hours later. Mm-hmm. And people are sweating and yelling. And you're like, what happened? I blacked out. But every time you're in that conversation, there will be a mandatory mention. Bill Russell, right? Nobody is going to agree with you when you say it. You're probably not even going to believe it when you bring it up. But Bill Russell's name will be mentioned, right? It's going to be MJ for this, da 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 the six championships, killer instinct, all this one team, blah, 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 blah. LeBron for the stats and the la, da, 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 da. And then you're going to have all, I mean, you know it. I don't have to say the, the whole resume. And then someone's just going to go, you know, Bill Russell, and everyone's going to go, respect, Bill Russell, had to be mentioned. Thank you for covering that part of the conversation. Now, let's go back to the, the the guys we're actually arguing about. If Riley Leonard is that for now, I'm cool with it. right? If you want to talk best quarterbacks in the ACC and you want to go Drake May for this, he's the, the pro prospect, all the physical tools, big, tall, strong, laser rocket arm. Jordan Travis because he's turning around Florida State, blah, 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 blah. Cade uh, Klubnick because he was the, the top – recruit and all if you want to do all those things fine but somebody in that conversation has to go Riley Leonard 13 rushing touchdowns last year right 33 total touchdowns against six interceptions and and everybody can go I don't agree with you but I thank you for bringing it up it needed to be brought up the conversation is complete now it's like the Bill Russell argument or the Wilt Chamberlain Wilt Chamberlain similar right yeah because at some point in time somebody's going to say you know Jordan averaged 37 points in a season and somebody's going to go, Wilt averaged 50. It's like, perfect. It needed to be needed to be brought up. Thank you. Let's move on. Acknowledging Wilt with a hat tip. If that's Riley Leonard, I'm cool with it. 
Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group all right pretty simple here tim i'm gonna say something to you copying means yeah i'm gonna take that i'll pick that up i'm gonna run with it or you're gonna drop it you're gonna let that one go so you're copping or you're dropping i like that we keep it very simple for me on the first week Cop well, you know or drop. that's it's gotta keep it out gotta keep it easy out there for the people as well and in the interest of a full disclosure i have not heard seen approved i have not i have no idea what dennis dennis cox that's the voice you just heard what he's gonna throw at me in this copper drop segment all right it's very simple first things first carolina hurricanes need to sign vladimir tarasenko you copping or dropping i'm going to i'm gonna drop that and the the reason why there we go oh that's a good one the reason why i'm uh, i'm dropping it is not because i don't think they could use tarasenko i just think there's there's other ways to go about finding scoring, right? I, I'm actually somebody that believes in big swings. Okay. Right? I'm somebody that believes in if if you have a problem you need to solve as a professional sports franchise, really of any kind, um, go big, right? And I mean, and, and I'm not going to say go big or go home because it's been said before, probably too often. But I like trades, right? I like I like bigger moves. Sometimes the convenience. The easy is not enough, right? And and I think Tarasenko, you know, already being on the market, being available, there's there's part of me that thinks it's uh it's a little too convenient. So he would help, but I think there's other options available in the trade market that that I think would even be better. Not even just do the same, but be better. All right, speaking with the Carolina Hurricanes, next one here, PNC mm. Arena. We talked about mm-hmm. it earlier. The the long-term lease agreement, the negotiations going on here between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Centennial Authority. PNC Arena and the Canes will get a long-term deal done by the end of the calendar year. You copping or dropping? Copping. You'll learn about me, right? That I, I don't love grading trades, and I don't I don't love when when you know trade negotiations are happening. And this goes for anything, but obviously most of the trades, really all of the trades we're going to talk about here on the uh, on the drive are going to be sports. They're going to be players being traded, picks being moved. Anytime there's like a negotiation, I don't think there necessarily has to be a winner or a loser, right? I'm looking for the win-wins, right? A team has too many running backs. A team needs running backs. Meanwhile, you can fix some other hole in their roster. You do that, and uh, you, you didn't lose anything. You've just solved each other's problems. Yeah. And, and I think that actually is kind of this, right? I think there is a win-win here where the long-term lease would allow the uh, centennial, the, the owners of the, the PNC Arena, to make their asset, right, PNC Arena, something bigger, better, more profitable, and the Hurricanes get to, you know, extend on the roots that they've they've laid down here in the triangle over the last 25 years so the 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 win-win agreement is 
let's make sure we're we're both improving for the next 20, 25 years together. And and there's no loser there. And anytime there's a, a true negotiation with no loser, I think it happens sooner rather than later. It's July. There's a lot of like on ramp until the end of the year. I think it happens. All right, next one here. Charlotte Hornets forward Miles Bridges apologized, mm. speaking for the first time since signing his one-year $7.9 million franchise uh, tender as a restricted free agent. Apologizes for the, quote, pain I have caused, also saying, quote, uh, the pain and embarrassment regarding the domestic violence investigation that took place. Reason why he missed last year. You copping or dropping that Miles Bridges truly is remorseful. Ooh. You see, that I mean, the, the, the second chance argument is one that will be debated forever and ever and ever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, I'll go with I'm I'm copping the remorse. I'm, I'm, I'm believing it. Now, you can decide whether you want. Like, I feel like that's a very personal decision in a lot of cases. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't think, and I'll, I'll, I've been open with this and, um, you know, there's there's recordings of me elsewhere, uh, so like I, I you know in this business you can't run from your statements because the internet lives forever, podcasts live forever. I'm on record saying that there are certain things that I would not forgive, right? Um, you know there are certain people that I label like eh, you know I don't think you're a good person, and you know regardless of what else you do or uh, you know how remorseful you act, that's not going to be enough. Um, I think it has to be kind of a gut feeling on this one, and. The other thing is the apologies, right? And I brought up the the, the transcript here that, that you referenced. I apologize to everyone for the pain and embarrassment that I caused everyone, especially my family. Those types, like, they're always so carefully worded. It's like, are you apologizing for the... It's like, when people say, I apologize if you were offended or something, or like that you were offended, I'm like, no, no, no. I want you to apologize for what you said, not not for how I felt, right? It's, it's, it's just little tweaks there. So um, I think we all... You know, they're giving him another chance. So he's going to be on the basketball court. I'm going to watch Hornets game. So it's maybe a little selfish of me to just say it's easier for me to enjoy the game if I accept that he's remorseful and give him a second chance. So I'm not perfect. Copping. All right. Next one. U.S. Women's National Team. World Cup starts this week. U.S. Women's National Team, they play, well, technically here Friday night at 9 o'clock, even though I think it's Saturday <laughs> uh, in, in New Zealand. Time zones playing. are confusing. They're, it's very, very weird. It's a different, literally on the other side of the world. U.S. Women's National Team, they've won two straight Women's World Cups, but they did not win the Olympics. You cop it or drop it, and they win the World Cup this year. Oh, I'm copying the win. I do think it's an interesting time for the the, the Women's National Team. Like... Unfortunately, for the women's national team and the men's national team, uh, I'm very much like a every two years fan. Like, I'm there for the World Cup. I'm there for the Olympics. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm not paying a ton of attention to Gold Cups and that sort of thing. Although the men did just play in the Gold Cup, got beat by Panama. Uh, I said that quickly, and I'm going to try to move on fast. Um, but because of that, it's like, you know when uh, you see somebody every day, like especially like a, like a middle schooler, and you don't notice that they're getting taller? And then, yeah. And then you, like, you see like a grandparent or something hasn't seen him in six months. They they're like, oh my gosh, you're so much taller. And you're like, really? I didn't even notice they grew. I'm the grandparent when it comes to the women's national team, right? I check in every two years, and and this was one where I'm like, oh my gosh, you've changed a ton, right? The for a large part of the last ten years, you've had the same 
ladies on the women's national team, right? You got to know them a little bit. The Carly Lloyds, the the uh, Rapino, who's still there, but yeah. on the way out. Hope Solo. Exactly. Like, you, there were the, the same main characters. Then you look at the, the roster this year, and everyone's like 19 to 23 years old, except for <laughs> Alex Morgan. And it's like, what happened here? Uh, you know, especially the ones that are going to be playing. They're saying Rapino's coming off the bench. And it... And, so I'm, I mean, you're never going to see me pick against the United States in, in a World Cup or something like that. But I mean, that is like if they if they win this one, I think we're coasting for another like 12 years off of this new batch. If they don't, you got to figure out you know where the problems were and and slide in the 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 new blood where it needs to. Uh, but there's, I mean, there's some names you recognize: Trinity Rodman. Yeah, Rodman, obviously being Dennis Rodman's uh, daughter, although that relationship's a rocky one. She seems like she's a monster. She seems like she's a very, very good player. Uh, there's a couple of the courage on that 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 roster as well. So we have our storylines to follow. All right, next one here. We talked a lot yesterday or even earlier today about NFL running backs. Mm-hmm. You copping or dropping that an NFL running back intentionally sits out games this season. You copping or dropping? You know what's the hard part about that cop- copper drop that you gave mm-hmm. me? Games. Yeah. I think there's a decent chance Jacobs sits out a game. Okay. Because I think the running backs are big on statements right now, right? We, we talked about uh, Pro Football Talk is reporting that the veteran running backs in the NFL are on a group chat right now. They're on a text chain where they're discussing strategies on how to build up the value of the position. And their first movement, according to Pro Football Talk, was to kind of unanimously complain on social media. And that's why yesterday we had a bombardment of Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler all complaining at like the same time on social. So if you're a group that thinks that kind of statement is going to help, like a ceremonial one-game sit-out might be something that will happen. I don't think they're going to sit out two. So I'm going to drop sitting out games. Okay. But But if you had taken off the S and you said we'll sit out a game – I may have been copying that. It's it's that razor thin of an idea, because, like if you if you're Josh Jacobs, you just want to open up eyeballs. You want to get everybody talking about you. Can you imagine if last year's reigning rushing leader sits out a game, and and that first week of an NFL season is round the clock football talk on ESPN and every other sports platform, and this one I'm sure will be included. Yeah. Uh, there's there'll be a lot of talk about Josh Jacobs sitting out and you know right if they're building awareness and doing social media campaigns that might be a move but I don't think they sit out too so so that's why I'm dropping it all right again we're doing copper drop cop means you're buying it drop means now you're basically you're, you're selling that one off here all right next one here copper drop NBC announced that peacock is going to be upping its rates <laughs> either by one dollar or two dollars you copping or dropping with it with peacock so am I like am I gonna you you gonna you gonna keep paying if you already have it or you're gonna go get it or Ooh. you're just gonna drop it if do you have it currently I don't but also right now like I'm I'm moving right so all all of my streamings are they're all all over the place we gotta get internet first you know well there's that's yeah uh I'm gonna go I'm you know what I'm gonna cop it I'm gonna cop it for this reason. There's a great Jerry Seinfeld stand-up bit okay about uh the postmaster general and, and, and I'm going to very, very poorly re like retell a Jerry Seinfeld stand up bit. And I just want everybody to know, I do not think I can pull this off, but 
the analogy makes sense, so I'm going to tell it, right? I'm not going to... If you're not giggling and laughing, it's not Jerry's fault. It's my fault. Roll well with it. Uh, but the whole bit is that, that back in the day when they had to increase the, the price of a stamp, like the Postmaster General would be on the news going like, I'm sorry, everybody. We got to do it. We, we, we got to up the price of a stamp two pennies. And, and Jerry's like... Sure, go nuts. What the pr- what's the price? We don't even know what it is, right? <laughs> like, is it thirty three cents, thirty five cents? Go to a buck. You're gonna get there anyway. I feel like some of the uh, the the streaming services are kind of to that point where they're like, I gotta I gotta raise it a dollar, and everyone's going like, just you know, what is it now? Six ninety nine, nine ninety nine. Get up to twenty bucks. You're gonna get there eventually. Like, we know it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't don't say that out loud. Don't it, give them ideas. Well, I don't want to pay more. Like. Cables was expensive back in the day. It I mean, was. I think we're going to go in a full circle here where eventually somebody is able to bundle all of the streaming services and put them together to, I don't know, organize them in a way where you can go up or down channels until, you know, streaming services are aligned in that way. Maybe they'll even put together some kind of guide channel where I can click up and down and see what's on. Like, we're going to go in a full circle here eventually. Live sports are going to live on all the streaming services. I am a sucker for live sports, so I'm going to do what I have to do to watch the game. That's kind of all I have going on. And that's what I think most sports fans are in the same place. Every time I see a, a live sporting event go to a new streaming service, I go like, oh, what a come on. Well, all right, let me create a login. Like, yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing I can do. So, what's my account number? Yeah, did I have I already used my seven day free trial? That's always the two years ago. I wanted to stream a show, and I used my seven day free trial. Can I use a different email account? That's that's the only questions I have. Once they say, all right, we're going to Apple TV, we're going to Peacock, we're going to Hulu, we're going to this, that, the other. It's fine. I'm not going to be happy about it, but yeah, I'm probably going to do it. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Yesterday on this very show, we had Mac Brown, right? Carolina's football coach. Mac Brown, by the way, extremely charming. It was my first time uh, interviewing him on air. Uh, and when I say extremely charming, right, I see why that guy is such a good recruiter. He did the Peyton Manning thing where you say say the interviewer's name a lot to make them feel special. I don't know if he was doing it intentional or if it's just the way he operates, but uh, very charming individual. There was one thing, though, that I, I want to push back on just a bit. Mac Brown defended a question I asked, or defended his defense following a question I asked. And, and I framed it trying to be a little, little savvy, right? I, I framed it by saying, you know, your defense was near the bottom of a lot of rankings and, 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 and statistical rankings in the ACC last year. 
And then I went into a question about, you know, bringing more pressure and game plan. And Mac defended his defense a little bit here. And, and, and if you missed it, you can catch it on our YouTube page, like I mentioned, 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Or we'll play a snippet for you right here. Here's Coach Brown from yesterday. We gave up 1,000 yards against Appalachian State and 61 points in the second game of the season. So everybody turned on our defense and said they were awful after that. They actually played pretty good down the stretch and only gave up like 24 points in the ACC contest. So, uh, and, and we blitzed a lot more than we thought, but when you, you give up that many points, everybody says, well, they don't blitz any, and they don't tackle any, and they don't hit the quarterback, and they don't cover, and all those things were true in that fourth quarter at Appalachian State. So, that, is a, that is an unbelievable um, impression, by the way. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but but it, I was in the media. Sometimes we, we get on these tangents, and we can't get off. We, when, when the narrative is made, it doesn't matter what happens. It's not changing. Uh, but, yes, I think because the defense has heard how bad they are and how bad they were, uh, that they are going to improve. Do you hear that? Little, the, the one – now, like I said, Mac Brown, extremely pleasant interview, right? It was it was made me feel like I was ready to commit, right? I was ready to go, like, uh, do I have any eligibility left? Sign me up, coach. But the one little the little dig that stings a little bit is when he said, like, I was in the media too. I know how the narratives get locked in and you get stuck on things. Because, I, I, you know, I, fa- I like to fancy myself a, a media member that understands that, right? I was a player. I still kind of think of myself as a former player. Played at the University of Delaware. I don't get caught up in narratives. I deal in facts. So after hearing that little little like, hey, the defense, it was really just two bad games, but the the the, the media and I know how you got caught up in the narrative. I went and looked it up. Right, he has a bit of a point. Carolina was dead last in the ACC in points allowed last year. Yeah. However, in just ACC games, so eliminating non-conference games from that that statistical pool, they were seventh in the conference in points allowed. Okay. So the point was, yeah, a couple bad games do lower your statistics significantly. My counter is, if you ignore the worst games of any defense, they're probably going to be a better defense. Fair. Right? Aside from those games where I I missed all of the shots I took, I shot a pretty good percentage this year, isn't how we normally deal with sports. Right? You can't just say, oh, you know, you gave up 45 points to Notre Dame and 61 points to App State if you take those away. Didn't average nearly as many points allowed. It's like, yeah, but those games did exist. I think of it like my golf game, right? I can put together three pretty good holes, and then I'll hit a 10. And it's like I don't just get to write that off and say the 10 didn't exist. I'm too over par. Like, that's not how it works. The other thing that that I uh, – the reason why I asked the question, and I went on – by the way, the question wasn't just like, hey, your defense wasn't good. How do you plan on – doing it better i asked about there's there's a lot of rumblings around the program and this uh really came out during spring ball with being a more aggressive defense blitzing more right essentially being a defense that is closer to the one we all play on video games where it's like engage eight send them all blitz off the edge man coverage blitz all day (laughs) yeah why not and if it gets bad turn off the game start over again Mm -hmm. can't do that in real life but that's what they were the kind of the the rumblings are they're gonna they're gonna blitz more and here's the reason why, and I and I thought this was true from watching North Carolina last year, and, and the stats back me up. Last season, Carolina finished 128th out of 131 FBS football teams in sacks per game. Hmm. 128th. 
out of 131. That's more than just a couple bad games, right? That's more than just, oh, we didn't get home against App State and it ruined our averages. If you want to look at just raw, total raw numbers, they were 125th out of 131 FBS teams in total sacks, right? Because a couple teams played less games. 125th out of 131. And that's not Power 5, that's FBS in total. That's not great. And in the ACC, you're going to be playing a lot of the quarterbacks we've been talking about, right? The best news for for UNC football's defense is that they don't have to play Drake May. That that might be the best thing. Very true. Because if you can't get home against the quarterback and you're playing Drake May, that's going to be a problem. But guess what? It's going to be a problem against Jordan Travis of Florida State. uh, Oh, Actually, they dodge Jordan Travis also. Mm -hmm. But you still face Spencer Rattler from South Carolina. You still face... Uh, Riley Leonard from Duke. You still face Cade Klupnik from Clemson. Garrett Schrader from Syracuse is is solid, right? Played very well last year. Good touchdown to interception ratio. If Brennan Armstrong gets back to form, you're going to have to play him at state. Uh, Phil Jerkovic, who at Pitt, if he can get back to the, the heyday of his Boston College career, would be another quarterback that if you don't get home against, he can hurt you. And there's always a few surprise standouts in quarterbacks from the ACC. Right? You might have a stud on your schedule that you aren't aware of yet. And you need to, to get them off their spot. You need to pressure them. You need to hit them. You need to get them on the ground and put them in third and long. You need to get home. So, so basically what I'm getting at here is shades of gray, right? When I asked the question of Coach Brown about the defense and, and pressuring more to, to maybe be more productive than they were a season ago, he had a point to say, well, we had a couple bad games early in the year and we played better later on. So we'll acknowledge that there's a point there, right? We'll acknowledge that it wasn't as bad as maybe the season-long numbers look. But we also have to acknowledge that it's going to be tough to be a defense that you can lean on, right? It's going to be tough to be a defense that can uh, support the offense when it goes through its struggles if you aren't able to fix the few things that held you back last year. And one of them was was pressuring the quarterback, and not only pressuring the quarterback, but getting him on the ground. Yeah. 128th out of 131 FBS teams in sacks per game. That is, that should never happen with the type of recruiting that North Carolina has been able to do on the defense. Right? You have, and, and they're veteran too. I was looking up their, their depth chart. Uh, senior Des- Desmond Evans, uh, junior who's a transfer, Jacoby Cohen, uh, defensive tackle, senior Miles Murphy, senior Kaimon Rucker, a graduate transfer, Amari Gaynor. All of these guys come with some kind of recruiting background. Uh, the transfers come from Ohio State and Florida State, uh, four stars, top 100 recruits in the country, 163rd recruit in the country. There's no reason for that skill set not to be able to get home. And and to be completely honest with you, like they're veterans, they're 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 you know upperclassmen, which is great. But like Desmond Evans being a four-star top one hundred recruit in the country, those are the guys that like on third and third and sixteen, third and mm-hmm. ten, third and long. Hey man, be be more explosive than the guy in front of you, right? Speed rush, bull rush, whatever it is that made you the raw physical specimen that everybody got excited about as a recruit. Go do that. 
right on second and six. It's where you have to like either set the edge or fill your gap or right. Then then you got to do all the the football nerd stuff. You got to go that outside shoulder free. Yeah, exactly. Then you got to do all the the stuff that you know you never did in high school because you were just better than everybody. Mm-hmm. But when you're just going to get the quarterback, go to get the quarterback. Right. It's it's the, the for every, everyone that's seen Keanu Reeves and the cinematic classic the the replacements. It's where the quarterback wears red. Right. See red. Go be a bull. Get him down. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.